0: Coming up next, Real Israel Talk Radio, program 21, episode 56. We are basing this entire teaching on Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, where there are two deaths that are mentioned in that verse. If you eat from that tree of the knowledge of good but evil, you are not just going to die. You are going to die. Hello there, this is Avi ben Mordechai, And once again, I welcome you back to Real Israel Talk Radio. Today on our podcast, we're going to take a look at DIY Salvation. That is the Do-It-Yourself Salvation. We'll also be taking a look at The Sick Man Among Us. This is part three, Yeshua and Salvation. Do we really know what it means? Now, I'm not saying that you need to know what it means in order to be saved. Not at all. Rather, you are saved by faith. But it's kind of nice to know a little bit about what it means and why we are doing what we're doing, why we believe what we believe. The salvation story starts in Egypt. So I think really what I want to present here is the principle that salvation always starts with the metaphorical example and the spiritual lesson of the Lamb in Egypt— Then they come out of Egypt and they come to the Torah, the mountain. And then from the mountain, they go into battles. And from the battles, they enter the land and begin to take it. It presents problems for us when we switch the pattern. And we make the Torah, the mountain, the primary focus while we're still in Egypt. And in doing that little switch, we turn the pattern on its head. We never see in Scripture, as far as I can see, that we're bringing the law or the Torah or the mountain to the nation in Egypt. It just doesn't appear that way. Rather, it's always starting with the lamb in the fiery furnace of Egypt, And then with the lamb, we go to the mountain. And then from the mountain, we go into the land. But there's always those battles that we've got to fight. And that is where the teaching begins. So let's not reverse the order and do a switcheroo where we put more emphasis on keeping Torah in Egypt rather than putting the emphasis of our first love, the Lamb, the Messiah, who is the Torah, that Messiah that we serve and we love, the metaphorical Lamb of God in Egypt. That is the truth. And then coming out of Egypt, we then are in a position to meet him at the mountain. That is Mount Sinai. Okay, with that being said, let's now go on and talk about the sick man among us. I want to start with Leviticus 24, 5 through 7. And you will take fine flour and bake 12 halot. Halot. That is chet lamed hay, which is the root. And that root gives us the Hebrew word chala, chala. These are the chalot. Two-tenths of an ephah shall be in each chala loaf. You shall set them in two rows, six in a row on the pure gold table in the face, or literally lifnei, before the face of yud heh it's Lechem Hapanim, Lechem Hapanim, which is called the bread of the faces in Hebrew. But translations often give it to us as the idea of the showbread, but it's technically in Hebrew, Lechem Hapanim, that is the bread of the Of the faces. So now that said, let's go on and talk about Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. This passage in Isaiah chapter 53 is often referred to as the suffering servant chapter of the prophet Isaiah. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Now, Isaiah 53, 4 gives us a similar story. However, he says, our grief he lifted up. And our sufferings he carried. And we esteemed him touched. Which is the idea from the Hebrew word naga. And this is a word that refers to leprosy. Or to be a leper. So we esteemed him leprous. Or touched. Naga. Taking Elohim's smiting or his beating, and humiliated. Now, I'm giving it to you the way I'm reading it in Hebrew. It might not actually sound exactly like the translation that you might be reading from. So, what I want to point out to you is this word, grief. What is grief? The English word grief is derived from the Hebrew term, chet, lamed, hey. That is the Hebrew root for the word sickness. That is, sickness or an illness. And we get the word challah from it. That is, the word challah gives us the word sickness and or illness. Someone who is sick. And this is important Because it is the challah that we partake of in the Messianic synagogue, in the Jewish synagogue. It doesn't matter. We partake of challah. And challah involves taking a piece of the dough and throwing it into the fire, which we're going to talk about a bit later on. So this idea of challah is involving sickness. And it's real important that you understand that term. So now, let's go to Isaiah, the suffering servant teaching, Isaiah 53, verse 10. And Yehovah, he desired of him, that is, this suffering servant, to be crushed from the sickness. And that, is again from the Hebrew root word chala, chet, lamed, hay. So, Yehovah says he desired of him to be crushed from the illness, the sickness. Well, what sickness or illness is being talked about here? Oh, this is so fascinating. Because this takes us back to Genesis chapter 3 and the story of the fall of Adam and Eve or the fall of Adam and Hava when they took a bite from the poison fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good but evil, which is often translated as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, if you want to know more about what I'm saying here and you have not listened to the previous program, I would suggest you go back to program number two first and have a listen to what I was talking about in the tree of the knowledge of good, but evil. So in Genesis chapter three, the tree of the knowledge of good, but evil is the poison fruit of the tree of sin and death. This is the tree that makes Adam and Eve spiritually sick, to the point where Jehovah said to them, If you eat from that tree, based on Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, if you eat of that tree, he says from the Hebrew, mot tamut, in dying or to die you will die. In other words, there's two deaths. You have a physical death and you have a spiritual death. So there's two deaths, physical and spiritual. So we all are going to go through a physical death. No doubt about it. There's lots of cemeteries to prove that all over the world. We all suffer physical death. However, There is a spiritual death yet waiting us after we go through the physical death. And that is a choice that we can make if we indeed want to go through that or we don't. If you, like me, have chosen the redemption path, meaning you were saved from that curse in Genesis 2.17 of the second death. The curse of the second death. That is the mot tamut. The tamut of the moat tamut. Okay? That's the spiritual sickness where Yehovah essentially says, this is the death that you're going to go through. We can learn something about this from Matthew, Matityahu ten twenty eight, When Yeshua was speaking about this idea And he says in verse 28: Do not fear those who kill the body, that's the physical death, but cannot kill the soul or the neshama inside of us, our spiritual soul. But rather, Yeshua says, Fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in Gehinom or in Sheol in the Hebrew. So these are the two ideas. This is the bodily death and a spiritual soulish death coming from Neshama in Hebrew, which is the soul life that is in each one of us because we are all speaking souls or speaking spirits as rabbinic Judaism often teaches Okay, Now, this is an important principle, so let's get back to this idea of the challah because it is the challah or the sickness that we bear. We have sickness because it was given to us as an inheritance passed down line from Adam and Eve for 6,000 years of humanity. And we're sitting way over on this end, 60 centuries after Adam and Eve. And we are the ones that inherited this sickness from Adam and Eve. We inherited this genetic DNA imprint of Adam and Eve from that seed, which is really very, very important. So now let's understand this. From John 6, 50-51, Yeshua says, This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. Now, if you were to put that in Hebrew, it would be that one comes down from heaven, that one may eat of him and not die. That is the second death of Genesis 2, 17. That is the tamut of mot, tamut, from the Hebrew. Yeshua says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 24 Shaul, Paul says, For I received from the Master that which I also delivered to you, that the Master Yeshua, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke, that is, he took the challah, chet lamed hay, the challah, and he said... Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. And then he says, do this in remembrance of me. What does that mean? This is referring to an idea that Yeshua wants us to remember him in taking of the challah, in eating of the challah, that is, eating of the sick bread. He wants us to remember him. That's the point. To remember the Isaiah 53 suffering servant prophecy that he came to fulfill. So what I'm telling you is that it's not that the challah is sickness that is transmitted to you. No, no, no. It's that when we take of the challah, We are remembering the transfer of the DNA imprint of the tree of the knowledge of good but evil. We are remembering that Yeshua took that upon himself for us. And in doing so, we are no longer sick on the inside because the Messiah took care of that for us by dealing with that sickness in himself. That's why he became leprous or touched, according to the Isaiah prophecy. He became sick, and it's the debt payment that he takes on for us. That is the sickness. He takes it on himself. It is a spiritual sickness. I don't know if it was a physical sickness. I doubt it, but definitely he was spiritually sick. Because he took upon himself our DNA genetic imprint. That's very, very important to understand. Now again, let us have a reminder of what happened in Genesis 2.17 where the text tells us from Hebrew that there's two deaths for eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because Adam and Eve ate from it. They passed it down to us. They ate of it. They got sick spiritually. They got the curse and they passed it down to us through the seed of the serpent, thus giving us two deaths. And it's those two deaths, physical and spiritual, we have a choice about the second death. The first death, we don't have a choice. We have to go through it because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Elohim or the kingdom of God. It can't. So we must go through a physical death. But the spiritual death is a choice that we all can make. And if we go through with the teaching from Yeshua and accept that teaching and embrace it, then Yeshua is the one who takes that death upon himself so that we don't have to. Therefore, we go through him to gain an escape from that wrath, that curse, we are in Yeshua, that's our salvation. So let's go to John 8:21 through 25. John 8:21 through 25. Then Yeshua said to them again, referring to the religious leaders, "I'm going away and you will seek me and will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come." Wow. That's very serious stuff. So the Yehudim said to him, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. Because they don't believe in suicide as though to take your life. That's not part of their religious upbringing and training. So then verse 23 says that Yeshua responded saying, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, chapter 8, verse 24 of John, I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe in me, you will die in your sins. Notice, there's two references to dying. You will die in your sins physically, and you will die in your sins spiritually. That's the second death that he is referring to in John 8, 24. Then they said to him, who are you? Who are you? And Yeshua said to them, just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. Well, what did he mean by that? Well, I can see it basically in the Hebrew, even though this is Greek. But the Hebrew idea is just coming right out. It's just jumping off the page. He's saying that I have been speaking to you from Breshit. Breshit. That is translated into English as the beginning. So he is speaking to them about the beginning. That is about Breshit about the curse in Genesis 2, 17. This is the Messiah talking to them and warning them. You will die in your sins. If you don't believe, you will die in your sins. Which again goes back to that principle from Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. When Yeshua was teaching and saying to the listening audience there, don't fear those who can kill the body, but he says fear him who was able to destroy both the soul and the body in Gehinom.'" Or in Sheol or hell. So he's saying, I am telling you, fear the one who has the power to send your soul into the fires of the second death. Because actually, it is not him sending the person's soul there. It's by our own choice, folks. It's not God is saying, oh, I'm just going to get you back for this. No. We're choosing to go there by our obstinance and not wanting to hear the message of the redemption. So now let's take that idea and again revisit the idea of the challah and also the wine, the yin blessing. Because we say this in the benediction of the bread and the wine. In 1 Corinthians 11.25, Shaul, he was talking about Yeshua, that he was taking of the challah, that is, the bread, the bread of challah, the sick bread, to remember him. Which, of course, is going to bring us to an understanding of John, or Yohanan, chapter 6, verses 53 and 54. Yeshua said to them, all of his listening audience, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Well, of course, We know what he's talking about. It's not his physical body and it's not his physical blood. I mean, the Torah doesn't even allow for that. We're not going to take a knife and a fork and dig into his flesh and take a bite of it. That's ridiculous. This is about a spiritual lesson of flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God or Elohim. But his flesh and blood is not of this world. It's of the world from above. Therefore, we can eat of him spiritually or in a spiritual way, and we have salvation in his name through his actions of doing away with the second death. Now, we're going to come back on the second half of the program, and we're going to have a further look into this salvation teaching and continue on with the DIY salvation, do-it-yourself salvation versus he-done-it-for-me salvation or HDFS Salvation. He did it for me, salvation. So we'll take a look at that when we come back after the break. This is Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio. We're here to explore and discover insights into the ancient, biblical, Jewish, and Hebraic ways of understanding and interpreting the Bible's lessons and narratives. We will return for the second half of the program after this short break. You're listening to Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio, program Twenty One. Episode 56. Welcome back to the podcast of Ancient Roads. Real Israel Talk Radio. Once again, here's your host, Avi Ben Mordechai. Welcome back to Real Israel Talk Radio. I'm Avi Ben Mordechai. Let's continue where we left off in dealing with this sick man among us. In 1 Corinthians 11.25, Sha'ul, he was talking about Yeshua, that he was taking of the challah, that is, the bread of challah, the sick bread, to remember him. So Sha'ul says, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, or this do, as often as you drink, Again that operative statement in remembrance of me well what are we remembering by taking of this new covenant yayin or wine we're remembering isaiah 53:10 and jehovah he desired of him to be crushed from the sickness with a debt payment arrangement literally if you were to read it in hebrew Yehovah desired of him to be crushed from the sickness with a debt payment, an asham in Hebrew, asham, which is a debt payment arrangement. So he gets sick for us. And the wine is the wine of the new covenant. And that, the bread and the wine, is what is being referred to in the New Covenant teaching that Yeshua is talking about in Matthew 26 through 29. And as they were eating, Yeshua took bread, he blessed and broke. That is, he did hamotzi, hamotzi. He gave this to the disciples, and he said, take, eat, this is my body. It's a representation. The bread is, because he's the bread of sickness. And he took the cup, and he gave thanks. And he was saying the blessing of kiddush, kiddush, which is the fruit of the vine. And in that blessing, He says, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. That is the debt payment arrangement for the new covenant. And the new covenant reverses all of the damage from the curse of Genesis 2, 17, that this new covenant that Jeremiah speaks about in Jeremiah 31, 31-34, which is reflected here in Matthew 26, 26-29, this new covenant is not a new Torah. It's the same Torah, but now renewed with Yeshua's work of going into The second death and coming out resurrected and thus he is able to give us new life in him. We're going to continue on with these teachings in the continuing episodes that are coming to give you this really strong idea of what it is that we are saved from and what we are saved to. So Yeshua said again, Matthew twenty six twenty eight, For this is my blood of the Brit chadashah, the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission, the taking away, and the payment of sins. And on a previous podcast, we talked about the sins. What are they? Those are the sins of Pesha, which is criminal, and avon, which is twistedness. Both of those sins are mentioned in the scriptures as what happened when we inherited what Adam and Eve had when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good but evil. So Yeshua says, I am saying to you in Matthew twenty six twenty nine, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on. Until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. So this is going to be about the resurrection. We will drink of this new covenant wine with him in celebration at the final resurrection. Which is mentioned in Revelation chapter 20 verse 6. Let's go there. Blessed and holy is he who has a part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Messiah and shall reign with him for a thousand years. Or reign with him for that one whole day. So this is the idea. Because a day is like a thousand years from Psalm 90, verse 4, and many other places of Scripture. So we are going to participate in the first resurrection based on the new covenant that we have received. So this tells us something really beautiful. And when we take hamotzi, that is the bread, we are saying in Hebrew, Baruch Atah Yehovah, Eloheinu melech ha'olam ha'motzi lechem min ha'aretz. Blessed are you, Jehovah our Elohim, king of the universe or sovereign of all who brings forth bread from the earth or bread coming out of the earth. That's what you would be saying in the ha'motzi. So every time you eat bread, you are being reminded of what Yeshua did for you and for all of us. The bread is the bread of life from John six forty-eight, And the fact that we are going to rise the third day with Yeshua in the same way that he came up on the third day, we come up with him on the third day based on Hosea chapter six, verses one through two. So, he is the bread coming up out of the earth on the third day, bringing us life. That is, the bread of life. That's what the Hamotzi is all about. So, when you are saying Hamotzi, what you're saying is, I accept, I am going to receive the bread of life in your finished work of the resurrection on the third day. And then we continue on with the Kiddush, which is, Baruch Yehovah Eloheinu Melech Ha'ulam Boreh Pri Hagafen. That is, He is the creator of the fruit of the vine, or the maker of the fruit of the vine. Again, look what Yeshua said in John 15, 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. He's the one that's making us into his image. And so Yeshua is the true vine. So we're saying a prayer that we want to partake of the fruit of Yeshua. We are the double fruit. He's the fruit. We are the fruit from the fruit. That is the double fruit. Or if you'd like to put it this way, we are Ephraim. Because Ephraim means doubly fruitful. We get the double blessing because we are the firstborn as he was the firstborn. He's the firstborn son based on the book of Exodus. And in him, we too are A firstborn son with the resurrection and the redemption of the Bikurim, the first fruits from the dead. That's who we are in him. So he has made us like him from the fruit of the vine. We're doing the Hamotzi and the Kiddush. That is, we're doing the blessing of the bread and the wine, the Yain and the Challah. And we're admitting that it's in him that our sickness is remembered, the sickness from the Garden of Eden and the Yain, which is the new covenant from Matthew chapter 26, when he speaks about our new covenant redemption. This is redemption in the blood and in the bread. The blood and the bread. This is what Yeshua has done for us. Okay, now with all this being said, let us now take this another step further and go into the salvation message that refers to the promise of Messianic redemption. The promise of, of Messianic Redemption. In order to really get the appreciation for this idea, let's start with 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 12. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 12. Therefore, do not be ashamed. And the idea of ashamed from Hebrew is the word bosh, bosh, bait, Vav sheen, it's a concept that is more like the word disappointment. So therefore, he says, "Do not be disappointed. Don't be disappointed of the testimony of our master, nor of me, his prisoner." Writes Paul, "But share with me in the sufferings." That is the Isaiah fifty-three suffering servant. For the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, a separateness, not according to our works or any actions that we can do. It's called do-it-yourself salvation. In other words, you think you're so great that you can just do everything because, uh, you know, you're just a great person, right? Nope. Nope. Not at all. It's not according to our works, not according to our actions, but according to his own purpose and grace, because we didn't earn it, which was given to us in Messiah Yeshua before time began. That's the foundation of the world. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, who was abolished death. It's the second death, folks, Genesis 2.17, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, which is his death, his burial, his resurrection. That's all part of that gospel that we have received that's the good news to which I was appointed a preacher, says Shaul, a sent one and a teacher of the Goyim. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. In other words, bush in Hebrew. I am not disappointed for I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded. Yes, I am persuaded that he is able to keep or guard what I have committed to him until that day. And what is it that we have given to him in order to be committed, to be protected? It is our neshama, our soul. We understand this from John seventeen fifteen through sixteen in Yeshua's prayer in the garden. I don't pray that you should take them out of the world, but rather you should keep them from the evil one. That's why our neshama or our soul is committed to him so that he will protect us and guard us and keep us. He wants us to be protected from the evil one. And therefore he is the one doing the protection. Therefore, Yeshua says, they are not of the world just as i am not of the world why because the word is truth that's what he said in john 17:17 17, 17. sanctify them by your truth your word is truth set them apart by your truth your word is truth so we are protected by his word so as we talk about this promise of messianic redemption, remember, we are basing this entire teaching on a concept that is found way back in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 17, where there are two deaths that are mentioned in that verse. The two deaths are mentioned from the Hebrew text, where it says, mot tamut, that is, Jehovah says to Adam, if you eat from that tree of the knowledge of good but evil, in your dying, that's a physical death, you are not just going to die. You are going to die. That is a second death. And in that Hebrew text, it changes its structure to give us the word Tamut, which is a future tense of the infinitive verb just before it, where it says, to die, you will die. Mot is physical. Tamut is spiritual because it's a death that is coming. So we need a promise of messianic redemption if we are to escape that curse and return to, to Jehovah and gain salvation. We need to break free from that curse. That is done through Yeshua. So, let's talk about this second death. Let's go to Revelation chapter 20 verse 6. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6. Blessed And holy is he who has a part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and Messiah and shall reign with him for a thousand years. Let's go now to Revelation 2 verse 11. He who has an ear... Let him hear what the spirit or the Ruach says to the congregations. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. The overcoming is making it to the first resurrection. If you are an overcomer, that means you make it to the first resurrection, not the last resurrection. That's not for you. Not if you're redeemed. This is the first resurrection. So, again, the overcomer is the one that makes it to the first resurrection. But in the course of walking all of this out in life, as it is in the natural, you ladies, you know, if you have a miscarriage, then that means your little baby dies, before it ever gets a chance to be born into this world. Many of you ladies know about it. Maybe you've had one. Maybe you know some ladies that have had one. We don't want a miscarriage, friends. We've been born again, meaning born from above. That is, reconceived. We're growing in the womb of heaven, in the bosom of the almighty eternal one. We're growing in him. We are going to see a new life. We're going to be born into a brand new life, not of flesh and blood, but we will have a new body because that is the promise to us through the first resurrection. That is a new body that we're promised, and that will house our new revived neshama or soul that we currently have now. Yes, we're going to have a body for our neshama inside of us right now. That neshama that you carry right now is going to have a body to be put into at the first resurrection, And you're going to be so different. I'm going to be so different. We're all (laughs) going to be very, very different. This is fantastic. This is surreal. And that is why Yeshua says you have to be an overcomer. Because if you don't make it to the first resurrection, you're not an overcomer. And therefore, you will be hurt by the second death and you don't want that so don't ditch this faith don't walk away from it don't ditch it don't say i've had enough don't say ah i don't care about that yeshua ah he's just a liar ah he never existed ah there's no archaeological proof he even was there Nah, i don't even care for any of that stuff i'm not gonna worship that no i'm not gonna believe in him that's idolatry and all that kind of stuff. Don't let the serpent, the Satan, the dragon, the Nahash of Genesis 3.1, don't let him whisper in your ear these kinds of things. They're lies, friends, they're lies. Don't believe that whispering voice of the serpent. You want to arrive at the overcomer status. That is, you want to get to the first resurrection. This is what it means to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, just as Paul says. So in Philippians 2, verse 12, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So now let's take a look at John eleven twenty five through 26. Yeshua was saying to Miriam and Marta, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, That is, subjected to physical death, of course. He shall live, that is, saved from the second death. You're not going to die in the second death. You're going to live because you're being taken out of the second death because it went on to Yeshua. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die again. That's the promise of an escape from the second death, because in him, you will never die. Do you believe this? Yeshua asks. Well, I would hope that we will all say, yes, absolutely, I believe this. Yes. So I say again, as I just previously announced to you, don't ditch this faith. Don't go jumping over to the ultra-Orthodox side or the Jewish ultra-ultra-ultra-Orthodox side. Don't go into all the rabbinic Judaism's rules and teachings and regulations and salvation method. Because if you do, you are entering into what is called DIY salvation. Do-it-yourself salvation. Salvation. And if you go there, I'm telling you, you are on your own. That's right. You're on your own. And then when the time comes, you're not going to be able to participate in the first resurrection. Because that is a blessing only given to the believers in Messiah. That's the blessing to those who believe in Messiah. You get the blessing of the first resurrection, not the second resurrection, which will lead to death, the second death. So don't ditch your faith. Stay the course. I can't be more serious. Stay the course. Don't miss the opportunity and you end up getting into a miscarriage and end up losing the opportunity to become an overcomer. So Paul says... In 2 Corinthians 2, 15 through 16. For we are to God the fragrance of Messiah among those who are being saved. It's a continual sanctification process until the resurrection. So we are a fragrance of that amongst those who are being saved. And we will come back and have a look at the promise of Messianic redemption and take a close look at this on the next podcast, because I want you to understand, he died and then he died. And that is very, very important to our salvation. So we'll come back on that topic on the next podcast so join us next time. You've been listening to the podcast of Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio, with your host Avi ben Mordechai. Visit our website at www.cominghome.co.il.